You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're getting into the quiet part of the NFL offseason, but if you want to look at any of the stuff we did there, breaking down the draft or the schedule, those are up. Here on Locked On Fantasy Football, we're going to continue with our series, our latest series here. We're looking at the fantasy football consensus half-point PPR rankings as they stand here in late May going into June with the draft well in the rear view. They've kind of settled here until we find out more as we get through mini camps and the head to our training camp and then preseason and right before our drafts and the kickoff of the season. So we want to see where we are at at those rankings, see what we feel about them and why some of these players are ranked where they are overall. We already looked uh, specifically at the positions, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So if you missed any of those shows, check those out. If you missed uh, our look at uh, 1 through 25 and 26 through 50, those are our previous two shows from Friday and Monday. So all kinds of good stuff here to get you caught up in the off season. Before we dive into 51 through 75, I got to remind you to listen to Peacock and Williamson here on the network. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdowns Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news insider on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let us uh, pick up where we left off. So the last player we talked about was our wide receiver 22 on the board, Deonta Johnson of the Steelers. He was number 50. I told you we're going to have a lot more tight ends and quarterbacks to talk about today in this range. And that what we're looking at basically is the fourth round is over when we go in a 12-team league through the 48th pick. So we're essentially in the fifth round, and we're going a little bit there into the seventh round. So... Beginning of the fifth, uh, beginning of the seventh, there's what we're going to be looking at here, essentially, when you're weighing them and how you look at them in the mock draft. Again, mock draft special will be on its way here soon once we have all these uh, 200 ranking analyses done here in our segments of 25. The next guy to lead off is TJ Hawkinson at 51. Mark Andrews is right behind him at 54. So a little bit of a tight end uh, cluster here. So we know what happened before tight end. If you were keeping track, Travis Kelsey way up there as an elite uh, player. The George Kittle as well. Yeah, you had Travis Kelsey 13th, George Kittle 24th. So Kelsey, the high-end pick in the second round. Kittle, a closing pick in the second round. And then we had to wait until the fourth round early, Darren Waller at 38th. So he was kind of the third tight end all by himself there. And uh, definitely a little bit of tier separation between Kelsey and Kittle, and then Kittle and Waller. Well, these two guys are right next to each other as four and five. I'm really excited about what Hawkinson can do. A lot of vacated targets there for Detroit. You don't have uh, Kenny Galladay anymore, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, 
you're really replacing a lot in the passing game. You have a new quarterback, too, and Jared Goff, so maybe that resets things with the use of Hawkinson. I think Matthew Stafford and Hawkinson had a pretty good connection here, but Goff is going to have to throw to someone and trust. So I can see Hawkinson being treated like a wide receiver. And again, my philosophy on tight ends is you want them at least in the top three targets, and Hawkinson could be the number one target here. So I think this is a very good value. If you look at it, uh, more than a round later than where you would right now get Darren Waller. I'd rather have Hawkinson in the spot here, and I really would rather have him than Mark Andrews. I think it was convenience to bunch those two guys together, but then Mark Andrews, look how many targets the Ravens have added here. You had Sammy Watkins, you added uh, Rashad Bateman, you added Tylen Wallace. These are all kinds of uh, receivers that can cut into the usage of Andrews, who is pretty much treated as a wide receiver. So if you look at the trends and the talent, you'd say it lines up really well for Hawkinson over Andrews. And I think there'd be a little separation where I wouldn't mind taking Hawkinson a little earlier than 51st, but I would uh, have problems taking Andrews as high as 52nd when some of the players behind him are much more appealing at other positions. One of those players is our QB3 on the board. So big separation between the QBs here. So far, Patrick Mahomes, we saw him. He went way high in these rankings, according to Fantasy Pros here, consensus to number 23, 44 was Josh Allen. So isolated here, these uh, quarterbacks. Now you finally have another one, uh, nine spots later, it's Kyler Murray. Makes sense. These were the top guys that you're looking at. Uh, Mahomes averaged the most points per game. Murray, we know the running baseline is very high with him. That's where a lot of his production comes. Now he gets uh, A.J. Green in the mix. Uh, Some more weaponry there. Young-wise and uh, Rondell Moore. So, yeah, the weapons just keep on coming for Kyler Murray. You also lost uh, Kenyon Drake here. So Chase Edmonds and Murray are basically the two featured guys in your running attack, which was elite, by the way, for the Cardinals. So Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, that's going to be a good debate. But I think I'd rather have Murray here for the value at 53 versus uh, even a nine-pick earlier spot there with Allen. Cooper Cup, we talked about him and his stock going down. He's wide receiver 23 on the board, so the penultimate wide receiver 2 in 12-team leagues here. I don't love Cooper Cup yet. I need to be convinced a little bit with the Matthew Stafford connection. I think it's going to be with Robert Woods a little bit more. Cup is really going to miss Jared Goff. I think it's really hard to create that connection with a new quarterback, and so, yeah, we're, we're going to monitor that, see how Cup settles in. There are more receivers there. When you look at Van Jefferson, he could have a bigger role here on the outside for the Rams a little bit, uh, changing up their offense. You have Cam Akers in the running game, so we'll have to see. I don't think Cup is going to be as nearly as valuable as he was at his peak with Jared Goff. And remember, there's a lot of big touchdown stuff in Cup's favor. Even when he went down, he was scoring a regular rate. He, big touchdown score out of slot, I think that's a little bit of an anomaly, so something you have to keep in mind there with Stafford, who's also going to be focused on aggressively stretching the field deeper with his bigger arm than Jared Goff. Travis Etienne is number 55. Interesting, he is the last RB2. He's RB24. So basically, Travis Etienne is considered a starter in these leagues. Uh, If you fast forward a little bit, James Robinson is at 63. So we're not quite sure how that's going to work out. I don't always like that, just bunching up the two running backs when we don't know. Because one guy has a lead that would suggest the other guy is going to have a lesser role, not bunched up with the other guy. So I don't love that. With Etienne, I think he is going to be 
more valuable, and obviously in half point and full point PPR with his pass catching ability coming out of Clemson. He's also first round pick versus undrafted guy. So I don't usually follow the trail of where they were reality drafted, but this is also a selection of the new coaching staff and front office here while James Robinson was an undrafted gem of the old offense. So again, I would lean Etienne, but I would not feel comfortable taking Etienne as an RB2. Same thing with the next guy on the list. It's Melvin Gordon. He's number 56 overall, RB25. So now we get into kind of the flex plays, the backups there at this position. I don't really like Melvin Gordon either because you have Javonta Williams. They were excited to trade up to take him. Broncos use a second-round pick on Williams. Gordon can be phased out here pretty easily. I just don't trust Gordon. I think he's a good receiving back, and it kind of helps his value as well where you don't have that establishment with Williams. He's not that type of player. So that's going to help Melvin Gordon get on the field. But do I really want to force guys that are maybe seeing a major role in the passing game and more limited role in the scoring and rushing attack? That's for you to determine. Those backs always kind of disappoint in fantasy football. I don't think it'll be different here with Melvin Gordon. So if I was going to go with one of these guys, I think Etienne and the upside where Gordon doesn't have the upside as much with Williams there. So the new shiny toy tends to always uh, be appealing here, and that's not different in this case. Number 57, we have a quarterback that was uh, scoring the most points per game before he went down with his ankle injury against the Giants. Last year, that's Dak Prescott. So he's QB4 on the board. Now, as we get more separation, I, I'm really ap- uh, attracted to Dak Prescott down here at QB4. I mean, you still have a few picks between him and Kyler Murray. Um, there, we'll talk about the guy at... 59 in a minute to close the segment, but yeah, Dak and rebound season, if he's fully healthy, he's going to put up the numbers. Elite receivers, potential tight end, good offensive line still, decent weapons all around, his own running ability. So a little bit of everything you get from Dak. I don't think the Cowboys defense will be very good either, so the volume is going to be there. So Dak, I don't say he's going to just be on that same toward pace from last year, but definitely very appealing as a QB1 this late there. Uh, essentially adding up to a sixth-round pick here. Chase Edmonds is RB26. Now, I would bump up Chase Edmonds. I know there's James Conner in the mix, but Edmonds that really like, he really came on. He's been sitting there with uh, David Johnson and Kenny Drake, and he's just come through when he whenever he's had the opportunity. So, run-heavy team. Uh, again, I maybe like Edmonds more than Etienne Gordon because I know he's got a clear path to touches. I don't trust Conner at all as the alternative where I do with uh, James Robinson and uh, Javonta Williams a little bit more in a couple picks earlier. So Chase Edmonds, good value right now to take advantage of for a potential uh, starting back that's going to see several touches. The last guy we'll talk about in this segment is Lamar Jackson. You may know him. Uh, He is the QB5 on the board, number 59 overall. So just almost through the 12th round here. We'll open up uh, talking about... Sorry, the sixth round and the first picks there. But we'll start there talking about uh, the last uh, wide receiver two in our next segment. But look at Lamar Jackson here. And again, I do like the weaponry. I think he's a guy that's on the way up. But this is what makes me feel like I don't have to reach here for Mahomes or Allen, given that you're going to have to give up some capital here. If you can get Lamar Jackson in the fifth round or maybe even in the sixth falling in. Uh, He's at 59 overall. Prescott Jackson seems like a great wheelhouse to go there. If you really like Kyler Murray, you could go up and get him or you see him slip a little bit. But yeah, Prescott versus Jackson versus Murray is going to be a good debate that we're going to watch. 
Lamar did finish the season very strong. He's got the running baseline, but again, uh, Dak, again, that tells you something where Murray and Jackson are more pure runners than Dak, and you see that uh, they're all ranked together. So Dak and Lamar is kind of the wheelhouse where I'm targeting right now based on these rankings at quarterback overall versus the rest of the players. All right, we still have to get through... A few more picks here all the way through 75, so this is just our first segment. We'll get to all of them here by the end of the show. I do have to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season's over, but you got props and all that stuff that you can look at at Bet Online. Baseball season, however, is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams continue their runs in the playoffs, NBA and NHL. The action is heating up here as we march towards another championship. Get in on it right now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's the promo code locked on will get you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Check them out. Get in the action right now. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has those classic flavors you got to check out. Nine delicious flavors in all. The basic ones here coconut. Coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. They're amazing. Everyone has a favorite. You want to root for your bars. It built bar, but we're all winners because they're all fantastic and delicious. My favorite flavor, I've talked about a little bit. I like the ones with the chocolate, so I go with the brownies that are really nice. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I love the brownie taste, and then you get the... Bars covered in 100% chocolate, all of them, soft and easy to chew. So the best thing I would say is uh, get the mix box where you can try all the fl- flavors here. You'll get to two each of the nine original flavors there. And they always have some special flavors that you want to check out from time to time with their different styles of Built Bars. Uh, anything you try from Built Bar, absolutely delicious. Most of the flavors have 17 grams protein, only 30 calories, only 4 grams sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. So Built Bars are the best tasting but they're also healthy for you too whatever flavor you choose uh, some you boost it up to 18 grams protein only 180 calories five grams sugar five grams net carbs nine amazing uh, core flavors all tasty all healthy for you order today and get uh, whatever you like in your mix box just go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order use the promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com All right, let us continue the show, continuing to look at our uh, PPR rankings. We finished up at number 59 in our first segment, so let's go to number 60. He's Tyler Lockett, so he's the last wide receiver two on the board, according to 12-team league. So Lockett finished really high up there with DK Metcalf as a wide receiver one, but we're expecting some touchdown regression. Metcalf is still the alpha here. He's the outside guy. Lockett's been pretty good, but he's up and down with... uh, what Russell Wilson gives him to touchdown certainly can be fickle for him because he's not that type of receiver. He's a slot guy that has some big playability as well. Yeah, we still think he's going to be quite involved. They only added Dwayne Eskridge in the draft here to help uh, a wide receiver. I don't think Gerald Everett's going to cut too much into 
the work there from tight end. So Tyler Lockett, this is a good downgrade for him. I think this is where I would feel comfortable taking him more in that borderline wide receiver two, three range. And the first wide receiver three, as we enter the picks here in the sixth round of our uh, fantasy football draft, so that's where we look at it in 12-team league, Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers. If Ayuk is healthy, he's going to have a big year in their current state playing off Debo Samuel and George Kittle. I really love Ayuk. He came on strong. I think it's a great spot for him. If you can get him as the top wide receiver three, you should be very happy about that. And I really like him. And I would say I like his upside a little bit even more than Lockett at this point. Very similar player to Lockett in many respects. The next uh, guy as we enter tier six. So we just finished tier five. So these are just little drop-off notes here that they have on uh, Fantasy Pros, the consensus rankings. Odell Beckham Jr., this one's a tough nut to crack. You want to think he's going to do something special here if he's fully healthy and locked in, but not a high-volume passing team there. You figure he's still the go-to guy, but you have Jarvis Landry, you got Don Peoples-Jones coming on, you still have Rashard Higgins there, you got the tight end. So I think it's a little too high for Odell Beckham. I know you got to take him somewhere as a wide receiver three, but I would rather take him on a back-end borderline, even wide receiver four at this point at 62. All right, next guy we talked about was James Robinson at 63, the back there of the Jaguars. A little displacement for him. The undrafted rookie had a big year. He was a league winner for many. He was an RB1 when you look at the average points per game and half-point PPR. So really disappointing that Etienne comes in and really kind of splits their value. We didn't see it coming. So Robinson pushed down all the way to flex value here at RB27. A little bit uh, disappointing for him definitely this offseason. Raheem Mostert might be on my do not draft list. He's at number 64. He's RB28 on the board. I'm not too interested. I mean, you look at uh, Mostert, the injuries are too much here. It's every year it seems to happen. It's pretty uh, tried and true that it will happen. They have a lot of depth behind him, including Jeff Wilson. Now there are two draft picks as well, Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. So again, they're hedging their bets already with Mostert and his health. And uh, you look at him, I, I think... Again, it's it's shocking. If he can stay on the field and healthy, he definitely has RB1 upside, but you just can't trust him. That's why he drops all the way to RB3. At number 65 on uh, the rankings, you have uh, one T. Higgins. And uh, with T. Higgins, it's uh, interesting that he's a wide receiver three, this side. And we have uh, Tyler Boyd as well that we look at as uh, potentially being a wide receiver three. And then you have uh, Jamar Chase, I think, maybe being undervalued here as a wide receiver three as well. So they're not all going to finish as wide receiver threes. That's not going to happen here in Cincinnati. Someone's going to stand out. And I would feel much more comfortable that it's Chase than Higgins here at 65. And uh, Chase, we'll get to him in a moment uh, at, at some point here. But he's buried in the in the rankings right now at 81. So you look at that, T. Higgins at 65 or Jamar Chase at 81. Yeah, Higgins is a little too rich for that spot there as a wide receiver three. Ronald Jones, I still have a little bit of faith in, but it is a crowded backfield. He's at 66, so RB29 on the list. Yeah, just very crowded here. All the skill sets that Jones has. They like Jones, but there's a lot of people there. Leonard Fournette, now Gio Bernard. You got Keyshawn Vaughn still hanging around, so... Yeah, it's really hard to trust Ronald Jones more than this at this point at 66. At number 67, it's Russell Wilson, our sixth QB. So we're going halfway through the QB1s here in this run. We do have uh, 
a couple more that are going to pop up here on this list. You probably know who they are, but through 75, there's certainly some options uh, there where uh, you get through uh, two-thirds of the uh, the QB1s here. So Wilson, it's about right for QB6, but again, the inconsistency, the big first half of the season, the sh- shaky second halves, it's really tr- tough with Russell Wilson here. And uh, again, I, I just like the options around Russell Wilson just a few spots ahead. We talked about Prescott and Jackson, even Murray. There's some guys behind him that we'll talk about that I think are more appealing than Wilson as well. So tough. You want a new offense, change things up and produce, but uh, I, I don't think they're going to deviate much. It's a Pete Carroll thing. They still want to be defense and running game oriented and play off that with Wilson with calculated big plays downfield. I think the Seahawks will be a little bit better defensively overall. I'm not sure how explosive they're going to be in the pass game. So in QB six is about right for Russell Wilson. And it's a tough call. He's a guy that, again, I'd look to the guys ahead of him, look to the few guys behind him, and kind of caught in the middle here of just kind of a limbo type of uh, fantasy football producer quarterback. The last guy we'll talk about in this segment is a Mike Davis. He's number 68 on the list, so we'll get through uh, 69 through 75 in our final segment. So RB30 for Mike Davis. This is shocking because Mike Davis right now goes into the season as a starting back, so you got to respect that. They like one backs there, Arthur Smith and uh, D- Derrick Henry. We know Mike Davis is nothing near Derrick Henry, but he is lead back. We don't know who we're going to like in Atlanta other than Mike Davis at this point. I mean, you look at Jamie and Hawkins, maybe the rookie is the guy that uh, has the most appeal. But the funny thing is there's no Atlanta back ranked for a while. So that tells you that... Uh, there's a clear path here for Mike Davis, who was very good, remember, filling in for Christian McCaffrey in another team in the NFC South there, the Carolina Panthers last year. So, yeah, Mike Davis, this might be a little low when I know he's going to start and doesn't have competition. So it's shocking that guys like Robinson, Mustard, and Jones are ahead of him when this is a guy that we know is definitely going to be out there at least getting feature touches early until they find a second option there for Arthur Smith. All right, that takes care of... Uh, all the way through pick 68. We still have to get through 69 through 75 on this show. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is save money that you can later use for important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same exact auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? At the rockauto.com catalog, you'll find it unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose all the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. At rockauto.com, you'll find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or you're a daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered directly to your. Best of all, as I've mentioned a couple times, prices at rocket.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need, you can find them and save at rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to uh, close the show, uh, getting through our number 75 uh, ranked player here, Fantasy Pros, Half Point Consensus Rankings 2021. All right. 
number 69 here is Cortland Sutton. He's looking for a big rebound. He's wide receiver 28 on the board. So we're almost done here with uh, the wide receivers at starting. We've gotten through uh, half the quarterbacks at starting and well past the starting running backs here. So big run on running backs. They form 30 of the first 68 picks. Wide receivers are 28 of the first 69 players on the board. Sutton, big rebound season. I think he was on his way to some good things here with Drew Locke. Last year as the go-to guy, clearly for the Broncos. He's going to help everyone in that offense be a little bit more productive. But Sutton, just a good receiver overall. Big body, goes up and gets it. Profiles as a nice number one. So, Cortland Sutton, this might be a good value here as a wide receiver three as the Broncos' top receiver. So, something we're going to watch there. Damian Harris is up next. He's the Patriots running back. He's RB31 on the board, 70th overall. This is a very cloudy situation, especially with Ramondre Stevenson in the mix. They're changing things up again. No Rex Burkhead anymore. So we have James White hanging around to catch passes. So it could be all-out blown-up committee with Harris being kind of the swing back. You have White in the receiving role and Ramondre Stevenson in that power closing role here. So tough to really trust a Patriots back. That's why you start at a flex spot here. 31 at the position, 70th overall. The next guy on the list is Aaron Rodgers, 71st. So he comes in. They're pretty high. This assumes he's staying in Green Bay, but I would take him over Wilson at this point. And Wilson's got the running, but I'd rather have Rodgers here, especially if I'm going to get him a few picks later. This uh, Packers offense is still pretty loaded here. I know the touchdown regression could happen. It's not going to happen the same for Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon, but other guys can step up and help Rodgers here as well. Still a pretty good offensive line, very good running game. Aaron Jones to support him. So, again, I think it's going to fall somewhere in between his MVP season of 20. 20 and uh, his uh, strong season there with Matt Floor in 2019. So you're going to get some numbers that are mashup of both here. Still, I would like his appeal with the consistency, not just from game to game, but from half of the season to the second half of the season with Aaron Rodgers over Wilson. Next running back here, now we're getting to fishing for some value for sure, is David Johnson at number 72. And he's the RB32 on the board so he's well into the flex spots here and i think that's about as well as you can rate a texans back in 2021 you have philip Lindsay, you have mark ingram i want to avoid this situation altogether this team's not going to be very good if deshaun watson's not there so you're not going to have the same uh, offensive appeal uh there without uh this uh Kind of reliable offense overall that's going to support in the passing game and think it's going to be a high-volume passing team. Johnson is good in that role, but, you know, Lindsay is decent at catching passes, and Ingram is a little underrated as well. So this committee approach, I want to wait and see, but I, I'm really trying to avoid the Texans as much as possible. I think this is a default. Let's just put a player here that was okay last year, but, again, this is not last year. Things have changed dramatically for that Texans offense. At number 73 is our sixth tight end. So, yeah, we told you we'd go on a bit of a tight end run. So, Dallas Goddard, 73, tight end six on the board. Halfway through the starting tight ends that you look at in 12-team league. This was a lot based on Zach Ertz continuing to fade and uh, being kind of phased out of the offense. Well, Ertz is still around. He's not been traded from the Eagles. So, we'll see how that plays out. But, overall, you look at uh, this uh, situation, it's... Still, Goddard has to be a key target for Jalen Hurts, however you slice it. He's still figuring out uh, how to connect with Jalen Rieger. He also has another rookie there in Devonta Smith. So those are rookies. 
Goddard is a young veteran now that can help out. He should be the go-to guy tight end over Ertz here for the new quarterback, Hertz, starting full-time. So, again, Ertz was tied a lot with Carson Wentz. I think Goddard is going to be tied a lot with Dale Hertz going forward. So, pretty good value here if you want to get there. But I think there's certainly a drop-off there when you get away from um, – Mark Andrews, and that's why we see it. It's natural when you have Hawkins and Andrews. We started with them at 51 and 52. Now you look at this big gap all the way to 73. So I think there's a reason for that because we have a little bit more clarity that Hawkins and Andrews are not going away with their quarterback. Well, Goddard in team offense and transition, what his role will be, uh, we'll have to see here with Nick Sirianni and Hurts. 74 is DJ Chark Jr. He's at wide receiver 29. I think DJ Chark's in for a big rebound year. It's only going to get better here with Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew in there for him. He's a clear go-to guy. they got to figure out LaVisca Cheneau and Marvin Jones, but I think they're more complimentary receivers. Chark and Lawrence should have a nice chemistry immediately there. So I think it's a bit undervalued here. I think he's more of a wide receiver too based on the volume and the production that could come here with Chark. And we know Chark got it done with Minshew. He's pretty consistent when healthy, so I'm going to bump him up a few spots in uh, my personal rankings. And finally, the last uh, guy we'll talk about here on the show is uh, Justin Herbert. He is your QB8 on the board, number 75 overall. So in the 75 picks, we get eight QBs. That's pretty good representation. If you look at it, they divided 72 by 12 there, you're in the seventh round. So you get Justin Herbert in the seventh round, and he produced as a really nice QB1 last year. You're happy about that. So... There's a little concern about the sophomore slump here with the out Anthony Lynn and Shane Steichen, but Joe Lombardi can help. He's a transition a little bit. Herbert is just a good study. He's a very talented player. He lost a little bit there in Hunter Henry, but again, we'll see how it goes with him. But again, Justin Herbert down here, I think, again, I think this is about right for Herbert and factoring all that. I think Wilson should be down with him and Rodgers should be up a little bit more. But yeah, I'm not going to overdraft Justin Herbert just based on what he did last year as a rookie. We know sophomore slump is a thing. And again, I still, when you look at uh, the alternatives here, you're looking at a wide receiver three or running back three. I might continue to wait here because when you look at the next quarterback off the board here, he's actually at number 97. So you either have to decide if you want to get in on what the value of Herbert is or just uh, wait a little bit more and do a deeper dive. So you really have to weigh if Herbert, uh, Wilson, Rogers, if they're worth a jumping on at this high point before we get into more of a heavy uh, right running back, wide receiver, tight end run here for a while as uh, teams load up on depth there. So that's always a question mark. Do you want your starting QB or would you rather have depth and options at wide receiver and uh running back and also have a surefire starting tight end. So a lot of the opportunity cost to weigh there uh, starting at number 75. So if we went through 51 through 75 today, that means we will get through 76 through 100. So we're working our way through the top 200. So several more shows to go here to get through that. Uh, the math would say we have five more. So we got a lot of, to talk about rankings here. It's a lot of fun here that we're talking fantasy football in May, leading into June for you. So uh, stick with us here. We're going to get you through the off season. Stick with also our Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes Locked On Today. Host Peter Rakowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another episode of Locked On Fantasy Football. 
Thanks so much for listening to LOFF. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow with our look to complete the top 100 uh, analysis of our consensus half-point PPR rankings for 2021.